Hey, welcome. Welcome, everybody, to Check the Mark. I'm Mark Lucero. I am in New York. I'm recording this on the second Tuesday of the United States Open. We're in the business end of the tournament, fourth round turn to the quarterfinals. I have a guest later. It's going to be Will Blumberg. Will is one year out of the University of North Carolina, quickly making his way into the top 100. He won Newport last year with Jack Sock. He won Newport again this year with my guy Stevie J. He also won Cabo this summer with Misha Kekmanovic. He was a 10-time All-American at the University of North Carolina. That means he was an All-American in singles and in doubles in all five years. He was there for five years because of the pandemic-interrupted season of 2020. He peaked at number one in the country in singles. He was a great, great Tar Heel, and he is going to be a great, great pro player. We're going to get to Will in a second, but this U.S. Open, man, it's been an awesome, awesome event. Record crowds in the grounds. I don't know if it's because of more grounds passes or whatever it is. It was great for the players because that meant big crowds on the outside courts in the early rounds, which you, it's one of the best tickets in sports. If you go prowl the outside courts, court five, court six, court, I mean, to be honest, all the courts, court 11, court 12, you are going to see some awesome events. You can find a five setter there, a th- big, deep three setter on the women's side, and it's just entertainment for hours. The storylines. Obviously, Serena being one, it was the biggest story in sports during the first week. Her three matches were incredible. Nick Kyrgios, even starting in the first round, the night match, Nick Kyrgios, Nazi Kokonakis, Coco Goff, obviously playing some awesome tennis. Some more kind of insidery type things that I've been paying attention to. Obviously, Brandon Holt coming through qualities, playing a great first round. Brandon is Tracy Austin's son, and... A fantastic kid, someone I've known since he's been about eight or nine years old in our USTA four to seven program at Carson. We had maybe 20 or 30 kids out there from age 11 and younger. He was part of the actual younger group at 11, 10, 11, and 12 year olds, I think. And then the nine and 10 year olds were together, maybe the eight and nine year olds. Anyway, Brandon, great kid. USC Trojan, now playing pro. This was an awesome event for him. Ethan Quinn, a young guy out of Fresno, California. Ethan was a freshman at Georgia in the spring. He redshirted, didn't play any matches, but was working on his body. He played great in qualities. He also won the boys' nationals 18s. This was the first year both 18s winners, boys and girls, won their first round of the main draw doubles. Pretty cool. I was watching the juniors the last couple of days also. I would do my TV matches, and then I would bounce around the outside courts. Who did I go to look at? I went to look at a young girl named Eva Jovic. She's 14. She's from Torrance. She's through two rounds in the juniors. Her last round, she was down 5-0, 15-40 in the third, came back and won against the number five seed. There's also a young guy I went to watch, Darwin Blanche, left-hander, big kid, gangly. He won the boys 16s at Kalamazoo this year. He was playing well the other day too. You know you're in the right place on the outside courts when you see a bunch of agents and manufacturers hanging around. So it's fun to see these young players, people that might make an impact a few years down the line. It's been some busy days and nights for me, but I have managed to get some good meals here. I hit some of my usual spots like Vic's down in NoHo for the Casio de Pepe. Obviously, Los Tacos Numero Uno I hit every time I'm here. I also got to go to a bucket list place of mine, Una Pizzeria Napolitana, thanks to my boy Brian Koppelman. He set it up. This place, Una, you have to go when you're in New York. They're only open Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. It's the best pizza I've ever eaten, period. Anthony Mangieri is the owner and chef. He makes the dough fresh every morning. They're only open until they run out of dough. So <laughs> better to go early. The oven is unbelievably hot. I think it's over 900 degrees. The pizza cooks in about 90 seconds. 
They only make three pizzas at a time because there's that level of attention to detail. The ingredients are second to none. The olive oil you can taste, the quality of the sea salt you can taste, all the things, the San Marzano tomatoes. If you've seen the show The Bear, you know about tomatoes. But anyway, unbelievably special dinner. The dessert was a yellow watermelon sorbetto that they make every morning also <laughs> to die for. Well, I think about that sorbetto. Let's get to Will Blumberg after the break. Hey, joining me in New York, Will Blumberg. Will, Check the mark. Welcome to Check the Mark. <laughs> I'm stoked to be here. Dude, um, yeah. we're in the Arthur Ashe Stadium. We're up on the lower broadcast level. We're in one of the booths taking a little tennis in. Yeah, loving it. Just watching this. Uh, I think it's a ladies quarterfinal after Casper uh, just played a great match versus Berrettini. Uh, honored to be on Check the Mark. <laughs> so that's your boy Casper. You were in the box. What do you think of the match of watching from so close? Yeah, it's, you know, we've uh, spent a lot of time in the last few months playing some golf and practicing and whatever. First of all, it's cool to learn from him and, and be around all these guys, you know, watching him. He's su- super professional. I don't think Berrettini played the best that he could have today, but Casper did a great job making a ton of balls and making Berrettini play in uncomfortable positions and whatever. But as as a friend of mine, it was awesome to watch him go in, I think, probably his first semifinal of U.S. Open. So um, always cool to watch a match that close and, and you know, kind of having some skin in the game is also cool. So I was, like, scrolling Twitter through the match, as I do, and uh, some guy wrote, Casper Rude broke 80 at winged foot last week with, like, the uh, surprised emoji yeah. and the golf emoji. And it took everything I had to not reply. Well, Will, Blum- Will Blumberg shot under par. <laughs> yeah. I mean, his is more impressive because he shot 77 maybe or 76, and he hit one fairway out of 18 holes, which is unbelievable at Wingfoot. Uh, and now he's in the semifinals. So I would have rather shot, you know, a couple over and been in the semifinals <laughs> of US Open than been under par and, and out in the first round. So, um, Yeah. So this is your first U.S. Open as like a full-time pro. Yeah. What are your what are your thoughts? I mean, I think New York is a unique Grand Slam in terms of everything outside the tennis. How has it been for you this year? Yeah, I think it's interesting. I mean, I'm also from here. I grew up training here. Um, I think it's been kind of a learning experience for me. Um, you know, so many people. There's so much going on. I personally don't love the city. I think it distracts me and I'm tired by the time I get to the courts. So I think it's just something to learn, right? I mean, whether next year do you stay, you know, at home or do you stay somewhere else or how do you manage, you know, dinners and how do you manage everything? Because I think trying to find out the way that you can play the best, obviously I'm not playing three out of five sets, which makes it even more for those guys. Um, And just trying to get, you know, a small advantage. But I think it's interesting. I love and, you know, I want to perform here. 100% 100% I think it would be, for me, the most, you know, sentiment of doing well. Um, so just, just trying to learn as I'm, as I'm just kind of starting out in my career on, you know, where I can improve and what I can help myself with. What is it like for you, you mentioned having trained here, you know, as a junior. What's it like, I guess, being here so many days when there's nobody here and then all of a sudden when the tournament comes around and now, you know, <laughs> you're in that player role, you got the badge and you're, you know, you're getting ready for matches and obviously you have people that are probably reaching out and I'm sure asking for tickets and um you know I had a guy the other day say hey can I have a ticket or a credential credential be better (laughs) (laughs) I wish just what's it you know how is how is all that for you yeah it's it's I mean it's a very interesting kind of group right you have some people that are family and you want to help out all my family's here and um 
you know, some friends and some people just, you know, asking, which I would too if I was in their position. But, you know, I think it's important to learn and, you know, whether you delegate it to someone else to deal with so you can kind of focus. Um, but to your first question, what's it like being here? It's it's really interesting. I mean, I grew up training here. Uh, they put a bubble over, you know, parking lot A. We train on the clay. So growing up, I always just watched. You know, I came to the Open since I can remember. I, I'm actually staring at the seats that my grandfather had right there in the second bowl, but first row, and I would just, well, I remember watching, you know, every year over and over, and I was like, I can't believe this, you know, and being here is something that's just special. Um, you know, you get caught up in a lot of what you're doing in your life, but just kind of being in the open, being around with the guys is, is cool, you know. As you, you coach Stevie, but, you know, I talk with him even, like, a lot of the time. It's for, for me, it's cool to be friends with these guys. I remember I told Stevie the other day, I'm like, I remember texting him, I was in the airport in North Carolina, and I was like, hey, you want to play doubles in Newport one time? He's like, sorry, pal, you know, I got a, I got a partner. But, like, he was nice, but I'm like, holy crap, he texted me back. So I was going from that to even have, like, you know, gain some respect from those guys and be and call a lot of them friends is, is a cool thing and something I'll remember forever. So being here, watching, looking at matches and stuff is, is you know, just as cool for me at the end of the day and have my family here is extra special. So you've hit the ground running, it seems, pretty fast in your as your career has been taken off like you won two titles this summer you won one title last summer and what's that like that trajectory is it kind of how you thought it would be is it something that you thought would go quicker or is you kind of like you kind of like right where you thought yeah I mean I I honestly I always had confidence in myself I I don't know that I always believed that it would be like just in doubles I thought I would probably mm -hmm. play more singles but I always believe, not to take anything away from a lot of the doubles, you know, guys that play, but I always believe that I had the skill set that was needed to succeed in doubles. Mm. Um, so I did always have a belief in myself that I could be doing this. I don't know that I necessarily thought that I would have done what I've done in the last, you know, 14 months. I don't think if you told me like, hey, last June, hey, you're going to have three ATP titles and, you know, I think four or five challengers, mm -hmm. I'd be like, yeah, you're probably crazy. You know, that's probably too many, maybe like a few challengers, whatever. But so that part I'm honored. I mean, I had some great partners and I've had some, you know, really good luck kind of in, in big moments. But, you know, I played finals well and I played, I, I think going to college helped me a lot with that. And I think I I don't fear like a big moment. I don't fear like a deuce point. I don't fear any of that. Um, it's something I welcome and something that is why I play the sport. So I think that helps too. You need a ton of luck. Um, you need good partners, and so yeah, we've I've had some success, but things have kind of fallen my way, um, and just have been you know trying to manage when it happens. Hopefully, it never does. Um, when things start to go the other way, how do you manage your mindset and and stuff? And that's something that is a little bit harder for me, um, and something that I've just been working on as as all of us are. But yeah, been well, a great. You know, let's talk about your college because you, know, you mentioned that as something that's helped you sort of embrace the big moments. You were a top junior. You were always one of the best guys in your birth year. You went to UNC. You happened to be in school when COVID happened, so you ended up having five years there. Mm -hmm. Ten-time All-American, as you know, we like to talk yeah. about. And Steve, you like to write on your locker. Yeah. Um, but talk, talk about the college experience, I guess, being in a position where you end up being in a lot of meaningful moments and how that translates. Yeah, I mean, I think it's crucial. I mean, for me, you know, you know me pretty well now. I'm not somebody that can only identify as a tennis player I need kind of other things in my life and college gave me the ability to kind of have like top tier training um mental coaching fitness co everything that I needed as well as being a human being so for that aspect that was huge I mean I was not healthy enough to turn pro after my freshman year or before college 
And I don't think people quite understand how big of a mental challenge it is to play a calendar year. Um, I don't think I played enough tournaments last year. I had the success that made up for it, but if I didn't, I didn't, you know, so it's just learning and feeling yourself out, right? I'm never going to be a guy who can play 30 weeks a year. Um, my mind just can't handle it, but it is kind of pushing yourself past where you're comfortable. Um, and listen, that's what I'm working on now, but even in college, that's it, you know, stuff like that helped me, right? You have a lot of pressure since I had a great freshman year. And since then I had a target on my back, um, all the rest four years of college, some years I managed it well, some, you know, my junior year, not so well, but I think that's so important. I think without those moments and you come, if you come on tour and all you're used to is winning, I mean, you lose so much here. Um, yeah, I've had some good results, but you also lose a ton. And so I think it's getting used to that. And I, I mean, I think equally as, as going through college and growing up as a human being and as a tennis player, as I've been on tour, I've had guys like Stevie and Jack and all Isner and Bob and Mike and these guys that, you know, give you nuggets of knowledge that I think are so crucial and I think are equally as important um, to listen. And that's why I'm thankful for that. You know, whether they know it or not, you know, like we're in practice and Stevie tells me something like I'm all ears, you know, because I think these guys have done it and to do and be out here for 10 plus years and is something that I don't think people understand how difficult it is. So um, I think I'm also thankful for that. Um, and as it is equally important for me to have gone to college as it is to pay attention to things like that. So you're you went out in the first round of doubles. You're in the mixed. You guys are in the quarterfinals today. Yep. There's a lot of downtime, I feel like, later in the tournament, especially when you're in the mix or even in the doubles, but you end up having, sometimes you play every other day, sometimes you have two days off. What are you, are you watching tennis in your off days? Yeah, sometimes, I mean, sometimes I try to escape the tennis. I am from here, so I've been able to see my family a lot, which is super special to me. I live in Atlanta now. Um, so my family came in for dinner last night. I went home the other night. Oh, that's nice. Spent the day there watching college football. So oh, having things like that, I mean, you're here for the tennis 100%, but if I can escape and get some some time with my family that's like the most important you know equal to tennis for me because not living here I don't get to see my family all that much so um, that's what I've been doing which is great I, I, I do like to watch tennis when I'm here but when I'm home unless it was like Francis last night yeah. I'm not watching uh, too much so you and I first met on the trip to the World Juniors in 14s in Prostev, Czech yep. Republic and yep. you were on the team with Michael Moe and Francis what was what was it like for you watching him play Rafa yesterday? Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, he's grown so much like as a player, and I I think all those guys doing so well give you you know give you some hope, whether it's singles, doubles, or whatever it is. Like you know, we can make it. You know, and uh, they have made it, and they're here. And I think last night was a huge statement of he's here to stay. Um, it's just cool. It's cool watching you know a friend of yours have a result like that. I mean, like an hour before the match, I was just FaceTiming with my girlfriend and my dog was on there. And I just showed out, you know, Francis was on there. He came over and was looking and he's like, man, your dog's like, but it's like crazy. Like those are your friends, you know, like people who you go through life with, not just like yeah. you see them play tennis. You, you know, you're literally like we grew up together, you know, mm. from 12, 13, 14, even younger. Um, so now us, we're both 24, his birthday's in January, mine's in January. And seeing him do that is just so cool. It's kind of surreal. Um, but at the end of the day, you're just happy for your friends, you know. Yeah, it's cool. for sure. And so, what's your end of the year look like? The what's your fall? Are you gonna you're gonna do some singles? Yeah, I'll play some singles and and uh, some doubles. We'll see where, you know, the end of the year takes me. I think I'll go to Cary, San Diego, and then try and go to Europe, um, with finishing back in the states. So hopefully, you know, playing singles and some of those challengers. Um, I yeah, won't play. Singles. I think people don't understand necessarily how when you. 
people's doubles careers sometimes take off so fast yeah. that you don't end up being able to play in the same tournaments, singles and doubles, and you end up having to make a choice, right? Yeah, it's, it's hard. I mean, you definitely have to decide at some point. I think somewhere I'm ranked now in the 70s in doubles, which was pretty quick, and singles, I play, I think I played three or four events last year, somewhere in the 600s. So I'm just in totally different spheres of, of the tennis world. Um, so I think you either have to compromise for one or the other. And it, it was important to me to try and play the slams on my own. I think that was a mm-hmm. cool achievement in year one, kind of in 12 months. Um, I want to play Australian Open, so I'll continue to focus on doubles a bit. But I also want to keep playing singles. I think playing in Newport gave me some confidence and also kind of the itch back, like how people talk about golf. You yeah. have the golf bug. Uh, I, I have a little bit bug. of a singles <laughs> bug. Uh, and I want to keep working. I don't... I. Definitely, I'm not fit enough right now. Um, so maybe after this, I'll have some time to train because um, it's just a totally different game, almost a different sport. Um, not that you don't need to be fit for doubles, but it's just a totally different, you know, realm. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for the fall. It's you know, being around this top level of tennis is exciting. It it makes you you know want to be better, and I think raises your level no matter what. So just cool to watch so you hit on ash this morning with the roof closed yeah talk about just what are the conditions like with the roof closed yeah it's crazy i mean it's it's very humid um it's very loud too i think two things i noticed that were very different were how loud it was and that this backboard was kind of tough to see through for me i think you probably get used to it but when the ball goes in the white parts of those back the back, uh, um, the logos on the video yeah, the board, logos yeah. on the video board, it's kind of difficult to see. Um, so I think, I, obviously, I think if you play for an extended period of time, you get used to it, but um, the stadium's ginormous and it's pretty loud. So I know people talk about here that in New York, there's kind of like a murmur and just mm-hmm. a, a, like a discussion that seems the to be dull going, roar. yeah, like yeah. the whole time. Um, so I think that takes getting used to too, but. I think that, in my opinion, this is the the center stage of tennis, obviously, along with center court at Wimbledon. Um, I think it's the biggest court in the world. Um, I don't know. You can fact check me on that. Yeah, it's the biggest tennis stadium in the Um, world. So it's cool to see. It's cool. You know, there's probably no better place than New York for it. Um, But, yeah, it just gives you, uh, you know, kind of the the desire to want to play there in a real match. You're happy to play uh, on practice. I'm honored to to be able to step foot on there. Uh, but hopefully one day I can play a match out there. Excellent, man. Well, listen, we, we wish you luck the best of the tournament. Um, check the mark. Check the mark. As you know, as someone who uh, you know values our friendship, I, I wish you the best of luck, and I'm pulling for you. That. And uh, yeah, thanks for coming. Yeah. Will Blumberg, the pride of Duke. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the, UN, the pride of UNC. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Hey, that's it for today. Big thanks to Will for coming on the show. Thank you, the listener. Thank you for tuning in. Hit me up on Twitter or Instagram, at Mark Lucero on both social media channels. It's going to be a big next few days of tennis from Queens. I can't wait. Dial up your TV, dial up your iPad, whatever it is. And let's talk about these matches on social. But hit me up. Let me know what you're thinking. Subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. This has been Check the Mark. Catch you guys later. I am out.